think so. Andrew, it's a seagull in flight and a second seagull standing <laughs> on top of the other seagull. <laughs> Making my way downtown. I'm a seagull. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. All right, that, that I'm ha- I'm happy about this. I've I've had a stressful day, and it's nice to Unwind. only only have to answer questions and not come up with them too. Jamie Lee's on the hot seat. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that once we actually like get into it. What the hot seat? Yes, the method by which I came up with my questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we haven't seen them unless I missed a text message. You did not miss uh, a text no. message. Welcome to Lexical Tones. Um, musicy. What did we call this? Like, musicy things. Musicy things. Composy things was composy the pre- composing things. Composing things. Yes, composy it's composy things. things. <laughs> yep. Shouldn't I be the one saying welcome to Lexical Tones? But I didn't. So. You just did. But you I just did. did. Welcome to my show tonight. <laughs> it's welcome. the Jamie. It's the Jamie show. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> remember remember the qualities of a good leader. <laughs> I, I told you I don't actually fit those. I just also happen to lead. <laughs> Andrew is teaching my arts leadership class uh, this year, this semester, while I am away, and he read me the nine. Is it nine? Yeah, I have. I have nine qualities. Nine qualities of leadership, and I'm not sure (laughs) he should teach this (laughs) if I'm ever going to return. (laughs) It's the Jamie Show. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. I love that you guys are giving this big opening. So, I have given Rob and Andrew zero preview of my questions. I'm feeling rather like, exposed. I would like to point out that last week I gave, what, at least six or seven hours preview? This is how Rob handles pressure of not knowing. He deflects <laughs> to blame. <laughs> All right. Qualities of good leadership? I'm I feel- fine. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Whenever I'm fine. <laughs> Whenever I have, whenever I, (laughs) there's a, there's a great reference right there. Whenever I have been a guest on someone else's podcast or been interviewed for something, you know, sometimes, oh, do you want to see the question? No, I don't want to see the questions. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Just well, keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, <laughs> swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, 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 swim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready now. This Go is ahead. actually just Are the show, sure? folks. I don't know. I was gonna say I don't, I don't, I don't need questions. We can just let Rob go. He's had a stressy day. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, and so I, I. <laughs> Started creating these questions a couple of days ago, and then I got sidetracked, and I was in a very different mood from where I started to where I finished. Because a couple oh, days ago, I had just took a dark turn. It well, no, actually, it, it maybe lightened up. Other than the price of eggs, it lightened up. <laughs> I, I started. I was listening to a really excellent running podcast this weekend, and I thought this is a cool question. If we 
switch it up and um and I'd like to start there and it got me thinking I am not giving you the question yet I'm not going and to do it thinking gotcha drinking it didn't oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't but it got it me usually thinking does for me about the fact that we have had moments of vulnerability on this podcast, but we've never had an episode on it. Mm. So I did not give you the questions in advance. Andrew is slowly backing away. I'm feeling so exposed. <laughs> he's he's Homer Simpsoning back into the shrubs. Into the hedge. Into the hedge I go. It's not going to be anything bad. I'm not going to ask you, like, what is the moment you've had that is, uh, like, your worst moment of allyship? Because I think we all have them, and I think it's an interesting question, but I would never blindside you with that because of Rob's Thank you. Right now. God, <laughs> this feels like a job interview. <laughs> it's not going to be those kinds of vulnerability questions. Although I do think that that is a great question to address in your own life and it is a good vulnerability question um that's just not on a public podcast well (laughs) no i would i would actually be comfortable sharing mine on a public podcast about vulnerability but i'm not okay with blindsiding the two of you with it i would thank you i would have given you you a heads cheers (laughs) so instead uh the question i heard this weekend and my first question for the two of you Um, The episode I was listening to was a running podcast, and it was, this was actually like a really big point about what to bring into your running in 2023, which is neither here nor there for me, because I am still a turtle running through peanut butter as far as speed and pace, and I don't have grand expectations most of the time. Um, And he was asking how patience shows up in your running. To his guest. And so I was thinking about like, how does patience show up in our writing? Because we are not three of the most patient people. What? (laughs) Rob. Me? (laughs) Rob, you are worse than Andrew. (laughs) Whatever do you mean? You might even be worse than me. (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? I hope. In in which, in what, how are we... It just patience yeah, in yes, life. Let's, let's define. Should we define the parameters? <laughs> sure. <laughs> or pay or patience within the field of composition. Is it patience in life? I'm worse than you. <laughs> no one has driven with Jamie as much as I have, and I can say there are shades of patience. <laughs> I have two children, which are two years apart. Okay. <laughs> I Ron, have I'm going for sainthood here. <laughs> no, I just have some patience. That's all I'm saying. Well, I think actually this this brings up a good point because the I like I think I think all of us exhibit a strong degree of patience in aspects of our lives that the others of us do not. Like I well, like I have right. I think it. I I I yes, I agree with you, and also I think that we probably exhibit more far more patience to external sources oh like with our students with our students with our children (laughs) yeah you know those those type of people people we have not necessarily committed our lives to (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I'm speaking of myself. I don't know what you guys are laughing about. With, within... <laughs> I think we're laughing at each other. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the case. <laughs> um, within your composition practice, though... Okay. I think How does... I have endless oh. patience for letting something work itself out and giving it the time <laughs> the time it needs to just, you know, sludge around in my subconscious. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. And <laughs> I, yeah. If that's what we're talking about, I probably do agree with you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I have no patience for uh, automatic doors. They ignore me mm. and or they wait until I'm almost about to smash into the glass to open and then I don't know why. I have no patience for people who decide to have a huge conversation in front of the butter. Oh, if we're oh, if we're doing this, Jamie has <laughs> Jamie has very little patience for people that drive in the left lane. At all. Oh. If you're okay. there and you are not actively passing, Ohio, get your shit together. Get it all together. <laughs> Those are the things I don't have patience for because they hold me away from the, the thing you want to be patient for? I want to be patient for. But I, you and I were having a conversation a couple weeks ago, and you were like, why, how? How do you wait months and months between picking up a composition and then pick it back up? I don't care. I will let that piece come to me in whatever time it needs to. I mean, unless there's a deadline, and I can meet those. But if it's an idea that's been percolating for a while and it has no deadline, it just comes to me in waves. Well, okay. So I think that probably the best example of patience coming into the compositional practice for me is knowing or at least approximating what what the piece is going to feel like on a first listen. Mm. And in doing so, you like it, especially younger composers, but I mean, I, I still, you know, I don't think this ever truly goes away. You just learn to get over it. You manage you know, it differently. You met. Yeah, you manage it. Um, the whole idea of, okay, well, this idea that I'm writing right now is going to play out over a certain amount of time. And you get into it and you start getting bored with it. And it's like, oh God, I just want to move on, you know? But the patience that you develop as a older or more experienced composer is to say like, no, I just have to suffer through being bored with it and keep going because I know what it's going to actually feel like for a listener on the first listen. Mm. You know, so being yeah. able to have patience with the material and know that I need to play with this more because it's not ready yet. And even though I don't necessarily want to, like, I don't want to work with it, maybe because I'm bored with it, I know that it needs to be done for the betterment of the piece. Yeah, I think... Uh, this is something that I talk to my students about with my students about a lot is this idea of the, the difference between composer time and ontological time and, yeah. and the idea that like, oh, no, you're experiencing this in a different way than someone who is going to be in the audience who is not you. 
Yes. And I find that a lot of students fall into one of two traps, which, uh, you know, many of us probably know, and, and uh, composition teachers and pedagogues out there who are listening probably know this too. Your students are either really happy repeating that one idea for way too long or have 17 ideas in the space that two probably would have been sufficient um, because they're worried about, oh, you know, it needs to be exciting or I don't want the audience to get bored. And, and it ends up being a situation where, you know, it's it's potentially um, their experience of that composer time is maybe potentially uh, in proportion to their own existence. Like, you know, the, the fact that as you as you age, time spans change relative to how long you've been on the planet and suddenly 10 minutes doesn't feel like an eternity no because you've had right yeah <laughs> the audience is bored the audience doesn't even know where the fuck we are right now. <laughs> like let's go back to idea one <laughs> what was it jamie one of our composition teachers used to say it's got to be as subtle as a sledgehammer <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think, okay, so on the opposite side of the spectrum, ways that patience is a negative in my <laughs> compositional practice. Um, I mean, and, and Jamie, of course, knows this because Jamie gets probably a call from me at least once a piece, uh, if not more. It's you know, more. I like it's that a, unit of measurement. Great. It's great. One, it's once a piece. Once a piece. Once a piece. Once upon a piece. <laughs> it kind of is. A, like for some pieces, for the ones that last forever. There's an emotional crisis at one point in your piece, <laughs> and then there's usually the call about a week later where you're like, "Yeah, I'm over it. I'm just, I'm just finishing with the he with the head movement, with the rub. Like I'm just doing it." <laughs> Man, if this were a visual medium. <laughs> I'm over it. I mean, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> When, when I, I think when I have, you know, those like existential problems in the piece, um, I am not good at putting it down because for the vast majority of things I actively work on, there is a hard deadline. There is a date I have mm. to meet. And I... <clears throat> I honestly can't remember the last time I worked on something that didn't have a specific deadline or had to be done for a specific performance or something like like you were um, Jamie, you were telling me about like an orchestra piece or something that you like put down for a while and then pick back up and then put down and pick back up. And I was like, I don't know what that feels like at all. <laughs> yeah, I worked um, on it in June and July, decided I didn't have the right ideas in the right place. And so I didn't touch it from July until late December. And then, right. like, I let it just marinate. Refrigerate. Yeah, that. Um, why are you giving that look? <laughs> I don't know. Marinate and refrigerate are not the same things. <laughs> they are. I mean, it you depends marinate, on where you put that chicken. You, you marinate in the refrigerator. <laughs> and and the best analogy I have for this is actually French onion. Uh, no, not French onion. Um, um, spinach dip. Like, making oh. veggie spinach dip. Uh -huh. If you nom, you nom, can nom. mix the veggie packet and the way too much mayo and the ever loving way too much sour cream and the spinach, and you can eat it right away and it's fine. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. an hour later, it tastes magical. 
because everything has everything has blended better. That is the refrigeration period that I refer to when a piece is just got to meld together for a while. It seems like pretty much any sort of baked pasta, like macaroni and cheese or <laughs> lasagna, is always going to be better the second day. Yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I understand now. Yeah. Um, so if the ideas aren't aren't spinach dipping, <laughs> I will put a, a piece down. Now, usually I don't have a gap that large, but I was burned yeah. out over the summer, and I was angry in the fall, and... Uh, the ideas were not going to get better. Those emotions were yeah. all in the way. The best time for me to write is when I'm emotionally neutral. And thanks to mm. a whole me. heap of... No, you're <laughs> fine. Um, we're not going to get into the why of this. <laughs> I said, how does patience show up? Not why doesn't it. <laughs> so, thanks, mom. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like, I think that, you know, I I really... Like, I have pieces. I have pieces, like that are so far on the back burner, but they're not even started, Mm -hmm. you know? Like I've given no energy to them whatsoever because I know that they, that they don't have any sort of hard deadline. And it's like, until I meet all of the deadlines that I need to meet, I'm not even thinking about those. Like those get absolutely nothing until they need to get something. So I guess I'm very, I'm a very much like, it has to be right in front of me Mm -hmm. for me to work on it. Um, but yeah, so so like I was saying, like being able to have those existential problems in the piece where it's like, I don't know if it should be this or this. I don't know if is like this thing even interesting or 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 whatever. I have no patience to kind of sit in that terribleness, that bad feeling of like, oh shit, I just spent a lot of I just gave a lot of energy to this thing and I don't even know if it's doing what I think it's doing. So usually at that moment, Jamie gets a call and I say, Hey, can you zoom with me right now? And she's like, well, no, but I mean, I guess it would and be she lovely. Does it out of the goodness of her heart. It would be lovely if I could give you like an, two or three hours head no it would be lovely if you told me whether we're zooming because i haven't given you something that i promised you whether you are just calling to celebrate something or whether you're calling because you're in a peace crisis it's become just like yahtzee or something whatever whatever game it is where you toss stuff it's so good (laughs) yes exactly and i get texts from you like in the fall when i was coming down to ou a lot for stuff and i'm like i either haven't called i haven't filled out paperwork (laughs) that might have been one of them it definitely was one of them i I either haven't filled out paperwork i uh haven't another thing that jamie has no patience for yeah sorry ish i'm not sorry i'm it's fine um Or he's in crisis about the piece he's working on. I can't tell what it is, so I'm just going to say yes to this Zoom. And if it is about paperwork, I don't actually have time. <laughs> it was about paperwork, y'all. For those of you waiting, mm. waiting for the answer. <laughs> yeah, so so I think like and, – and it's – so uh, Kate and I um, downloaded the, the app um, Paired. Um, this app that like asks you a question a day about oh, like yeah. your relationship stuff, and usually it's you know it's just like fun or whatever. But there was one 
where um it was about like if you're in a conflict do you feel that uh like do you have to sleep on it or do you are you the type of person that wants to get you know whatever and i'm like i'm the person that wants to solve it yep. right now yep and it's like of course i didn't marry another person that wants to solve it <laughs> right now i married the person that needs to take the space and sleep on it and that is something that i have just had to you know uh learn how to deal with but it's like this feels shitty. Why would I want to stay here? Just fix it. You know? So that's the, I think that's the, um, the point in the, in my compositional process where patience, I, I just don't have it. Like, I don't want to live in that space anymore. I want to get back to the good space. Yeah. You know? So. Can I tell you a funny story about you and your youngest kid <laughs> this summer? Sure. Like, I love how you're telling him this funny story. I mean, I about me and my youngest kid. I haven't said it yet because we were out on this hike with the, you know, two kids, Kate, Rob, Andrew, and I. And so Rob. I can't Andrew's wait for kid. this. I can't wait for it. <laughs> Sloan has decided she's done for the day. She doesn't want to. She is whining. She is running the opposite direction. And she is. I remember this. She's just having a time, and Rob, you were done. You were done with her not wanting to be there, right? Like, this was something exciting we had all talked about doing, and she was into it until she got outside. Yeah. Her whining sounds a whole lot like your mid-piece crisis. (laughs) 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 And the next time you called, you were in crisis about a piece, and I was like, don't you dare compare him to Sloan right now. You just let him have this moment. You let him have it. You tell him when it's funny. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, it's now it funny. would make sense. It would totally make sense. Uh, even though, even though Violet is more of my clone, you know, like, uh, Sloan definitely picks it up. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and does not hike with it. <laughs> oh, she does not hike with it. I will say, of of the four of us in this household right now, she and I would be the people that would have the least amount of patience for like, this is shitty and I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, why are we doing this? Okay? We are trudging through a stream that should be a like a path that is a hill on a hill. Mm-hmm. That was why a great is this hike. fun? This isn't fun. It was so like, much fun. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I I was I was surrounded by wet leaves. They were reaching out to say hi to me. I had not been in nature in a oh, while. Oh <laughs> god, I hate that. Ugh, it feels like you have bugs crawling on you the rest no, of the day. No, it doesn't. I know what bugs crawling on me feels like. Also, I fell yeah, down my ass. Yeah, it feels a lot like what. <laughs> and there is a picture from that there from is. that hike of just the mud up. My the back of my le- leggings. It was great. I was so happy to you be. You really had to stop in yourself in that moment from saying the mud straight up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Funny. I didn't do it. I've been teaching at a high school for two and a half weeks. I got this. I don't have to. I don't have to swear. I choose to. <laughs> All right. Next question. Before, before we go on to the next question, yes. can I get another drink? Yeah, <laughs> go get another drink. Because this is very fun. <laughs> did I answer this question? I don't even know. Yeah, you did. You kind of deflected by talking about teaching. 
Aha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that face about? And no one caught me. Oh, I did. I almost called I've been you on it. Very, very patient. <laughs> I mean, there's like in terms of the compositional process, there's if there's three parts, three broad parts to a composition, beginning, middle, and end, I have patience for two out of the three of those. <laughs> Dear friends, which two are they? Beginning and end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way, Andrew. Yeah, I I will obsess about what some people call pre-composition. Like, I have so much... I was like, I will redo charts and graphs and data sets. I, would, I love it. And I will nudge an accidental or an articulation or, you know, millimeters finalizing a score. I have so much patience for score editing. I... There are some moments where I will just write a max patch to give me pitches. I don't care what they are. I need I need this set. Do a thing so that I can get to the parts I like. Yep. I mean, I've always and I've I've never. Nothing I've read about him has ever confirmed this, but it's just a like composer hunch that a lot of why Pierre Boulez did all the pitch shit that he did was just to get to the orchestration, yep. which he was the best at. Yeah. Like that yeah. was his thing. Well, I mean, you gotta, it's like, it's offloading that chore. Whatever mm-hmm. you think, whatever part of the composition process you think is the chore, you have some kind of strategy you use to tackle it and expedite that process so mm-hmm. that you can live in the zone that you're most excited about do we all just have two zones that we like to live in i don't know rob um well i love the pre-composition phase um god between two and three i don't know i kind of (laughs) i kind of downhill from there (laughs) yeah it really is (laughs) like the best part of the process is the idea um i i would say it's hard because you have to live up to the idea it is but three is just boring. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, if, it, if I, there's two for me, I love the writing process. I yeah. love it. I, I, would, I would go two over three just because three, like two has the potential to be, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this is fucking awesome and I love this. It also has the potential to be like, I want to kill myself right now because <laughs> F or F sharp, who knows? You know, like... <laughs> But my scores but, look pretty in phase well, three. My, my scores my look scores pretty, look too, pretty too. That's because you edit them, honey. <laughs> it's because you edit my, them until I'm ready to kill you. <laughs> my scores look pretty because I make it. I make the score. I'm not bringing that in. <laughs> I make the score look pretty as I'm writing. I don't. Yeah. I don't okay. like. You know, I won't save the dynamics till the end. I won't save the articulations to the end. It makes the process a little bit slower, but I make it pretty as I'm going. Well, that also might be... I just heard the 80s song Love is a Battlefield again yesterday for the first time in a really long time. And I think notation's a battlefield. That's that's how this is relevant. I can see that this is not relevant face on Rob. (laughs) Notation is battlefield. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so, yeah, one and two. One and two for me. Because, like, the 
I have never felt elation or emotional <laughs> satisfaction from editing a score. I just haven't. Whereas, like, I can remember in the in the middle of writing Bloom when you get to those you get to that moment right in the middle and it kind of everything calms down and then there's this like slow motion blossom of a of electronics in addition to what the piano is doing when i wrote that and finally like got it to the point where it's like okay i've i've fixed everything that that needs to get fixed let's play it back and i listened to it i had that like emotional welling up of like holy shit this is pretty good <laughs> like this is making me feel all the feels right now <laughs> you know never have you know creating pdfs made me feel that i think when i hit send on the pdfs i might feel happy that's a pretty good feeling too yeah it is it is yeah all right second question we're gonna start with andrew on this one because he deflected really well all the way what? to the end of that so <laughs> uh, what do you do to learn more about yourself? Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing. I'm impervious to learning. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you, did you, Jamie, answer the the patient's question? Yes. Yeah, she she kind of she interspersed okay, things, if I remember right. Yeah, I Fair didn't, enough. like, straight out be like, this is how patients show up. But, I mean, like, the fact that I can wait. 10 years where from a okay. conception right, of a idea and I've been waiting since July to pick up my orchestra piece again. I think I got it. <laughs> I was trying to give Andrew more time. Oh, oh, well we can tell I'm terrible Batman. jokes. <laughs> God, that was two different humans. You guys sound the same when you're trying to be Batman. <laughs> Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about um, that moment. <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> So, so wait, uh, what was what was the what was the interrogative? What was the question word? <laughs> what do you do to learn more about yourself? <laughs> what, what? And if um, you need more time, I can ramble for a bit about no, my favorite no, things. no. Like, no. how do you how do you mean? How do I mean? I don't know. Well, are, you, are we still talking compositionally, or are we what what are we talking about? Not necessarily. Like, we bring a lot of who we are to our pieces, and my pet peeve as of the last decade is people who don't want to represent represent their own perspective of the world through their music um instead they like to maybe appropriate other people's music and i think by learning about ourselves what we love where we're from what sound world like george crumb really thought that his sound world was represented well by the area in which he grew up he tried to make sonic representations in really beautiful ways of the rivers of west virginia and i can't remember the specific one uh but i've become really kind of dedicated to making music that sounds like who I am, except sometimes I get lost and mired in my emotional state of mind and I need to bring myself back to that. So how do we do that? How do we renew who we are? How do we learn more about ourselves when we're decade or more into our careers and we need to write something new every time we get a commission? 
So uh, in order for me to do that, I need to be alone with my thoughts. I don't let you be alone dangerous. with your thoughts. <laughs> I, well, Jamie Lee Sampson. Uh, what is the what is the involuntary horizontal time? Involuntary horizontal. Yeah, well, I just get my. Is blood that when you're run. alone with your thoughts? <laughs> no, that's when he passes out when his blood's run. <laughs> um, no, I I when I when I'm alone in a car when I'm driving myself when I'm driving Miss Daisy here uh, when I'm when I'm driving myself uh, around I don't listen to music. And in fact, it's like when I'm driving on a long trip and Jamie is in the car, I usually won't put anything on. Jamie will put something on. Um, we don't have a whoever's driving gets to control the channel kind of thing because even on like eight, nine hour trips, I've done a lot of that with no sound. Just me thinking. Um, when I run, I can't listen to music. I do not bring anything with me. Yeah, that one I don't understand. <laughs> I I no, take that no, I'm opportunity. I'm not with you, buddy. I take that opportunity if you if you want to go like th that's what I have to do in order to kind of give myself the space to reflect. Mm. Uh -huh. So the yeah, thing no, that I don't can... ever have in the house <laughs> silence <laughs> is the thing that you need. <laughs> to, to dig deeper into your creativity. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I, uh, but I also do it to myself because when I'm actively creating, remember, I'm the lunatic wandering around the house, whistling and moving and doing all these oh, things. Oh yeah, I remember like, that. <laughs> yeah. So, so if if I'm actually going to reflect, I can't I can't listen to anybody else. I can't if I'm actually going to do this. I usually have to like physically move or be in a place where I just have me to think about. That sounded really selfish. Have at me, internet. <laughs> I don't so, think it sounded selfish. <clears throat> I think you haven't maybe communicated that to your spouse, who's currently living five, <laughs> you know, for five months away from you, so you get all of the time to reflect. You're going to be a I'm storing it up. wholly different person. I'm going to be a new man. <laughs> we should be Or whatever. <laughs> So, if we're talking about compositionally, how do I, like, figure out who I am, then I have long thought that... This is starting out great. I know. <laughs> Have fun uh, chopping down all these silences. I'm I couldn't know, you know, man. <laughs> no, I think I've I've long believed that the external uh, things about me don't really have anything to do with my music. Like, oh, I'm from Ohio. What does it mean to be an Ohio composer? Fucking gotcha. nothing. Okay? <laughs> like, I'm an American. What does it mean to be an American composer? Fucking nothing. Like, I don't believe that those external factors make their way into the things that can I cannot change about myself. Like, yes. I'm an American composer. Yes, I'm a dude. Yes, I'm a white dude. Like, those are the things that I can't change about me. 
and I want kind of nothing to do with them artistically in a way. But then mm. how do you explain your obsession with bugs and flowers and your music? Because those are external to you. Well, no, no, no. Those are the things I'm interested in. External identity. Those are the things I'm interested in. But yeah. those are not the, like, that's where my focus goes to. My focus does not look at myself and like, oh, I'm an Ohio composer. I should write something about that. Like, fuck that. Who cares about Ohio? Jesus Christ, it's Diet Florida. Like, wow. no one likes Ohio, all right? I know. Wow. Even then, I think it might be moving into full-fledged Florida. It might out-Florida, Florida. It can't out-Florida, Florida. It's trying. It really is trying. <laughs> so, so like, that whole, that whole thing, like, that doesn't interest me at all. Um, and even, even like, I, I don't know that, other than that, um, piano piece that i wrote for nick phillips for fun about like donald trump being a douchebag i love um, it <laughs> i don't think i've ever really like put politics into music either that really doesn't interest me whatsoever like i am interested in the things that i am interested in and i will actively put those into music but i think that also um you know if there's like a reflection of well who are you as a composer how does your music represent you as a composer and it's like it represents what i like but i don't know that it represents me but i don't know that me like the things i like and who i am are all that different if that makes sense it does and it's fair well, so, then how do you how do you dig deeper into the things that you like to give you the thematic ideas, the concepts that are inherently important to your music? The internet. Um, <laughs> it's so, a visual medium. <laughs> so, I wish I had na- yellow nail polish on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, the, like like the current thing that I'm writing right now. Um, is about um the life cycle of fungus now before this before this piece did i have any interest in this absolutely not but (laughs) there was a musical gesture that i wanted to do with 11 saxophones that you know and and it totally stems from the fact that like i love the idea of crescendoing into a slap tongue but you can't do it Okay, with one person, you can't do it. You're always going to have a little bit of a break between the pop because you have to reset the tongue, mm-hmm. right? And you have to stop the sound. And I'm like, well, shit, I have 11 of these guys right now. <laughs> I could have five going on the chord and five doing the pop, 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 pop. I was like, man, what is that? That's... You know, and it was just in that moment where I was like, I want to do that. Isn't that kind of like, it's not kind of like, like you've seen that TikTok video of them taking a pine tree down and then as they do it, all of the pollen like Mm -hmm. erupts from it. Yeah. And I was just imagining like, man, isn't that kind of like, isn't that kind of like a mushroom releasing spores, you know, and that took me down this path where I bought a book, I've been reading it, and it's just like, wow, this is incredibly fascinating. And I want to use all of the different stuff I've learned to kind of like 
and and I, w- I will say that like all the stuff I'm learning as I translate it into music, it's still basically the stuff I would write. But now there is an external thing that's kind of like pushing me to do it in a certain order, in a certain way. Kind of like um, like working with text. You know, the mm-hmm. text is the thing that's driving you to have the ideas and make the decisions that you do most of the time. So it's like, Man, writing a piece with a text, oh God, love it. It's, it's, I wouldn't call it easy, but it at least provides a structure that you didn't have in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Where like this mushroom piece for 11 saxophones, all of a sudden there is a structure that is suggested by what I have been learning about mushrooms in the book Entangled Life. <laughs> Nice. By, by Merwin Sheldrake. <laughs> what a name! So good. It it's a, a good book. I've learned. I've learned a ton. It is the so, perfect name for someone who's written a book right, about right. <laughs> but I mean, if like that's that's compositionally. If we're just talking about like in life, like how do you how do you figure out who you are? I think not all the time, but I would say you know, maybe 50% or more, how I figure out how, who I am, especially in relationship to my wife. I, I hate to say it, but it's like, you really figure out a lot about yourself when you're in conflict, Mm. Ah. you know? And it's like the, you know, especially when we were, um, when we were newly married, you know, first couple of years were, probably not as fun as either of us had hoped they'd be because we were like figuring out, you know, the dynamic between us. And I have to admit a lot of the times fights were happening because I refused to be wrong. Um, and it was two solid years of something like that. And then eventually, um, I don't know what triggered the change, Maybe it's just getting older. Maybe it's something my wife said. Maybe it's something that I finally like figured out internally. I don't really know. But eventually I started like, well, wait a minute. Am I right here? Probably not. You know, and it was in those moments where it was like, oh, shit. No, I'm the asshole in this situation. Like, I need to own that and learn how to not be that. You know, so it really was like figuring out who you are as a human being. You you never know more about yourself than when you're in conflict. So. Hmm. That is not the way I feel. <laughs> okay. I think I, I mean, yes, yes, obviously. <clears throat> I mean, I will say like. Those are the moments that just force you to figure it out. Mm. Like, it's not the most comfortable thing, and it's not probably what you want to have happen, but it forces you. Oh, yeah. And you better figure it out or, like, or else, you know. So I think, like, probably being, you know, the 38-year-old white dude, that's probably what it has taken for some of these things and then as I've gotten older and gotten like more into that like 
it's you're able to look inside a lot more without needing the conflict as the stimulus. Mm. But okay. at least at the beginning, I think that's how it really happened. Maybe it was, that's it was where a catalyst. I align with that. Is well, I mean, I was going to make a very, very quick uh, Firefly reference before Jamie goes. I was going to say, do either of you know the writings of Sh- uh, Shan Yu? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nerd! That is an intense reference. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I got a little lost last year, which is why I asked this question. It's not, It's this is not a call out moment. This was a, I didn't know how to find my way back to the person who showed up over the last two weeks. I don't know how I got back here. It is like I walked through the woods in the dark and I suddenly went, oh, it's daylight and a road. Yeah. And I almost don't know what happened in November and December. Like, I know the events. I still have the visuals from it. But I was not okay. Mm-hmm. And I threw myself into the consumption of ideas. Like, mm-hmm. I was never without, opposite of Andrew, I was never without a podcast running, a YouTube video going, a book on my nightstand, or 14. Um. <laughs> Pretty intense. Pretty intense. Although the book thing happens frequently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the I'm not sure any of it actually pulls me out of it, but I think some of those moments wake me up to the real issue, the, the bigger issues than I'm having a tough time. I'm having... Um, burnout to a degree I haven't had it in a decade (laughs) like those books the nonfiction books that I'm reading tend to key me into what's going on it's not like I don't appreciate the fact that I got burned out and yes a lot of it was self-inflicted but some of it could have been avoided um but at the same time I don't think and I kind of sat up a couple nights ago as I was watching another white girl YouTube video and realize that these are probably not good for me. That Mm. like my room is semi clean here. And part of it is because I watch white girls organize their houses every weekend and their Sunday resets. And as I'm watching the 14th one of them, you can laugh out loud. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) This is like the type of consumption of digital media I had gotten to. And I was just like, huh, this is rooted in all sorts of the problems that I read about in books that make me angry. Like, Mm, all of these single people cleaning their apartment on a Sunday sounds a whole lot like you're prepping for (laughs) your future spouse. I think I just reached an unhealthy obsession with this. I need to start watching YouTube that's educational. Um, I switched over and I'm watching, you know, how to be a better photographer. Because I'm a hobbyist. I'm watching how to um, make better vegan dinners. I'm watching, I'm reading um, books on finance again. And all of these things that teach me something about taking care of this human who's a mess. She's cute, but she's a mess. (laughs) All of those things bring me back to (laughs) um, this state where I can walk out of whatever path I've been on here and be like, oh my God, the sun is shining. And I'm hoping that next time, if there's a next time I get to that state of things, 
I learned from this one and it doesn't take a really cool opportunity, which this time helped like the day after we recorded our last podcast, we got a phone call that changes everything. And that has been, we're not talking about it yet. That has been the thing that has finalized the pulling out of the, the, the nightmare that was last year. If you want some really interesting YouTube fodder. Yeah. This happened to me several years ago, but I went down the YouTube uh, bushcraft skills. (laughs) Okay. So basically like dudes that, or really anyone, um, that go out into the wilderness and then like. Survive build a house (laughs) out of out of you know birch trees or something a a q-tip and a pocket knife and they'll build you a shopping mall aren't you one of those guys those guy guys i can't do that but i can do this does that help (laughs) sorry we all just went down a six days seven nights animation harrison ford and david schwimmer uh which Weirdly enough, the four like the four of us, Kate yeah. included, we have a lot of things we say from that movie specifically. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I know. Um we have so an good. if you like that, we have a new one for you to watch. Yeah. I think I think Andrew might agree that the yesterday's movie was we watched. Are like, you guys doing the, like a like watch a movie together uh, at a distance thing? So, sort, sort of. of. Um, every time one of us finds a movie that the other one will probably also like, we recommend it. And we, so far, we've been able to watch it within 24 hours, and the second mm. person to watch just texts through the whole thing. So <laughs> that's fun. Last like year that. was so like crazy. We never saw the second Downton movie, Downton Abbey. Mm. So Andrew watched it on his own and called me in quite the emotional state when it was over. <laughs> there were tears. There were. I wasn't gonna. I didn't see. <laughs> oh my god! We just, uh, finish your thing. So Sorry. I watched it I later that night with my favorite Thai food and texted him like, "What the fuck's going on with Cora?" <laughs> There's something sneaky going on. <laughs> so uh, yesterday on my long run, I watched uh, The Other Woman. And I can't remember the name of the actress who plays the wife. But The um, the Other Woman, the other woman. is yeah. Cameron Diaz. And this is mm. the best, like, how to make girlfriends in your 30s and 40s movie I've ever seen. Because it ended up being the wife and the mistress and the girlfriend of the same guy and there i'm not spoiling anything it is obvious from the beginning what what (laughs) but like there was so much wholesome content to it and then there was also (laughs) the epic line like i get more ass than a toilet seat (laughs) 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 so (laughs) i watched it i texted it to him and he texted through the entire thing, it was perfect. What is it? What is it on right now? Uh, HBO Max. We got to ditch one of these things to get HBO Max. Seems like everything good is on HBO Max. Anyway, um, we just recently, uh, like the last couple nights, rewatched all of the Queen's Gambit. Yes. <gasps> So good. Oh. <laughs> such such a good series. 
love Sorry. it so much. And we're we're trying to like we're halfway through the final season of Dead to Me, which is a show that mm. we love dearly, and we've we got like half this half the episodes done, and we were talking about like. Should we go back to it? And I finally figured out why I haven't really wanted to finish the thing. It's because, you know, Christina Applegate has MS. Yeah. Yes. And it's really showing in this season. You know, you can. She got diagnosed this season, didn't she? I thought it was the previous. While shooting, she got diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah, While shooting, she got diagnosed. And it's just so freaking depressed. A, the show is really intense. Yeah. You know, that's one of the issues, like, do I want to put myself through this tonight? <laughs> and B, it's like, I feel so terrible for her that it's hard to watch, yeah. you know. But anyway, um, we were we're trying to just give ourselves anything but finish that show. Because we love the show so much, and when it's over, it's over. Like, this is it, you know. I think so. we've only seen the first episode or two. We loved what we saw, and we know we need to finish it, but it was one of those ones that, like, so we good. didn't. We didn't want to watch it too fast, and we just forgot to watch it. We yeah. we did the same thing with Game of Thrones. Yeah, like never. We seen saw it. the first. We saw the first episode, and we're like, this "Yeah, is, we'll this be could be. This. Yeah, this could be something we would be into." Uh, fast forward <laughs> to the pandemic. <laughs> we when we basically, it. yeah, we just benched the yeah. whole thing. All right. All right. Did you have enough of a, of a break? Are you ready for your final question? Just, uh, I, Ugh, I guess. I mean, need to stretch. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say something stretched. at the beginning that is going to devastate Rob, and then we're going to move on. Is it about bears? It's not about bears. Oh, okay. <laughs> that fucking TikTok you sent me, though. Jesus Christ. I told you not to watch it before bed. I didn't. <laughs> it is literally of a bear walking up to a girl, sniffing her, and like pulling her leg to come with him. I think I think yeah. it nipped her a couple times too. It may have. Uh, like, yeah, oh, that was stressful. Oh no, no, no! The only thing that made me feel any sort of okay about that interaction <laughs> was the bear was pretty skinny. I was like, eh, oh. I might be able to take that bear. But it was a black like, bear. <laughs> you don't take black bears. You walk away. I know. <laughs> you do what she did. Anyways, all right. So we are swallow <laughs> swallow your alcohol. We're all turning 39 oh, this year. Oh, God damn it. Woot. Yes. Jamie. Yes. Such a, such a good number. We are all turning 39. Andrew's al- about a month I'm out. I'm first. I'm first. Rob is still nine months out, and I am 11 months out. So, yep. 10 years from now, what are the three of us doing? Give well, me I'm, your perspective. <laughs> Stop it. You can't say that. So, when I'm, when I'm 49? Yeah, tell me your perspective on what each of us is doing 10 years from now. Wait, the same wait, fucking what... thing. <laughs> I cannot accept that. Rob McClure. Rob McClure, I cannot be 10 years from now coming out of a university senate meeting. I'm well, sorry. <laughs> well uh, okay. So 10 years from now, I will be a full professor at OU. Whew. Um I, I mean, I hope. <laughs> like, there's a pretty big decision looming about that this particular year. But um, let's just say, like, all goes to plan. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll be a full professor at OU. Uh, Ten years from now, Jesus Christ, Violet will be 18. 
Dun, um, dun, dun. Ugh, and Sloan will be 16. They'll both be driving. <laughs> Up and down that hill. <laughs> In a stick shift. Yes. Unless, unless that car get. I mean, that, that car will probably go by that time. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. You got some duct tape. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, Andrew, don't encourage that. <laughs> Rob, what do you think Andrew's going to be doing? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Involuntary <know>. napping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what will you be doing? Uh, I, mm, I don't think you will still be in Fredonia. Okay. I think you will have. I think you will have moved on. Um, Jamie. You're just, you're like, you have set yourself up to just be wherever. I'm a leaf on the wind. Yeah. Another firefly reference. One that's gentler-ish. Nerds. Actually, it might Um, be darker. No, that's pretty dark right there. (laughs) But, I mean, we'll we'll all still be doing this, you know? Not necessarily the podcast, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> ten years. That, that's true. How, that how time, many years are we in right now? That's the question. That's a great know. question. I can't. I we I can look it up eight. on the website right now. But somebody else. Otherwise, I'm gonna glitch out. <laughs> I think it's eight. I think it's eight too, because I don't think we started right after. Well, wait a second. I we think we started 2016. Yeah. Yeah, because we started the collective in twenty January twenty sixteen. Yeah, and you were like, so, "I need to talk to people. Let's start this." Yeah, we did the first one. We released the first one end of April twenty sixteen, and yeah. then it's just been that sounds great. consistent throughout that. So eight years, another ten years. I don't think so. No, I no, mean, no. we we will have moved on to a visual medium so that we can. <laughs> yes, that's right. We will be hosting a three D. Um, <laughs> Um, we'll, a only metaverse. Be, we'll only be talking to robots and other AI because um, we ourselves will have like accepted, you know, the the singularity into our hearts. Oh, I'm I'm getting the implant. And as and as we are having these esoteric conversations, we're also like able to be projected like it's our heads on top of Smash Brothers characters and we're beating each other up with questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get on it, programmer. How do you do get this. to a vulnerable state? Pow! <laughs> um. Okay, where am I? I mean, where am I in ten years? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. I'm, and I'm okay with that. Like, I, I'm, I'm basically, I'm basically doing what I want to do, you know, for the rest of my life. Save some administrative work here and there um (laughs) but you know i'm like i'm writing for interesting people i'm like via the other friends and composers i am closest to we are all helping each other and getting you know like finding opportunities for each other and building something together and I hope that never goes away and I don't like you know hopefully it will all like grow and um 
But at the same time, it's like, you know, the idea of, oh, we got to go bigger. We got to go bigger. We got to go bigger. Well, that just isn't realistic. You know, at some point you have to plateau and you have to be okay with that. Um, yeah. And I think over 10 years, like, I hope we get to, you know, a a good feeling plateau where it's just like, oh, this is just, this just feels good and it's happy and we're, we're doing what we want to do and yeah, there's, it's just good. Like you don't have to change much about it. So that's what I, that's where I hope we get to. Andrew. I, I like it. I'm there. I'm there for it. <laughs> not, um, not an original yeah. bone in his body. <laughs> this is, this is my, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it up to Chad. Taking everyone else's. <laughs> um, the oh, that's what I should have been doing this whole time. Okay, no, getting your answers from the Google chat. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The Open AI, help me out. Open AI. Yeah. Um, no, I think. Dear Google, how to vulnerable? <laughs> <laughs> hey, on brand. <laughs> Um, I, I, I will be doing less. Yes. I will be doing Correct. less. Correct. See, this is the type of thing that I don't love about this question because I'm reminded of how I answered the, uh, when, when my mom asked me, you know, like, what do you get, what do you get, like, no, what do you want to do, like, with your life? What do you want to do? My, um. Do less. <laughs> My, no, my my no my my response was literally eat. It was. That was like my, she was she was looking for deep career ambitions so that you know I I knew what I wanted to do with my life and what to study. This was when I had on the table options of being an entomologist, an American history teacher in high school, a priest. Yep. I could say a hippie. Wow. That would make it a hilarious joke, but I'll stop at priest. You would fit in in Athens if you were a hippie. Um, but I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say my ambitions are so low that I just, I don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's I'm, I'm excited about just kind of riding the wave. Uh, but in ten years' time, I do hope to be doing less on that wave. I hope in 10 months time you're doing less on that way. <laughs> I am coming home and your schedule cannot look like this forever. You gotta learn to say no. Yeah. This, now, this might, this might be the year that happens. It might be. I mean, I, I, I saw that. Like I hate Andrew's schedule this semester. I, he's teaching 18 credits. He's working for a couple of other jobs. I have been very vocal in my displeasure of him working this hard while I'm gone. Mostly cause like, the man forgets to eat sometimes, even though it is his greatest life goal. To be fair, I have sent proof of, of lunch and proof of dinner videos. You or not videos, but photos. You have not done that this week yet. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> you have not done that. And I know that you had a protein bar and a piece of fruit for lunch. So do not come at me. It's a damn good so, piece of fruit. So here are my questions, Andrew. I saw that you, I saw that you posted your schedule on Facebook. And I didn't yes. look at it because it would just depress me. No. But... But are you, I, and I know that you, some, I, (laughs) I know that you schedule like, oh, here's my like 
musicianship time yes. or here's my adjective time or here's my SCI time or here's interlocking time or here's like Fredonia time. Or... Hey, I got some gym time in there. Oh, okay. I, I So fair enough. I was going to ask about that, but proof of workout. If it isn't your like schedule from about 8 a.m. to about 11 p.m. It's technically 7.30 a.m., uh, 07.30, uh, until uh, uh, 23.59. Right. Yes. So, my question is... Have at it. Is that fucking realistic? Like, uh, do you... I, I mean... No, I'm going to answer it for you. No, it's not realistic <laughs> because you have involuntary uh, horizontal, horizontal time yeah. where you just fall asleep. I know. I've spent time with you, buddy. <laughs> and like scheduling yourself all to hell without leaving any time for your uh, polyphasic sleep schedule is not realistic. It's not sustainable. So, it's not so, Here's here's the thing that that most people don't necessarily get looking at that schedule at first glance is again I love planning. Mm-hmm. Um, without without me physically committing time to let's say gym or literally blocking off time for lunch or dinner, um, it's very possible that these things will get eaten into regularly okay i totally agree with you but but what about scheduling those things from the hours of like eight to six (laughs) funny funny you should ask uh there's no way (laughs) (laughs) all right fair enough like like time wise time wise it just wouldn't work and and honestly like i got i i as much as i hate this and this is what i was starting as much as i hate his schedule this year we say yes on adjunct in adjunct situations due to a scarcity mindset. There have been plenty of semesters yeah. where we've had a course yanked out from under us at the last fucking minute. And I mean less than two weeks to go till the semester starts. That's three to four grand from our paychecks that's suddenly missing. And we have yeah. no time to fix it. So Andrew works from the scarcity mindset of I'm going to say yes to 18 credits and they're going to cancel me down to something realistic like 12 to 15 until they don't this is maybe this is the first time they haven't i thought um, you were i thought you were at 18 credits uh, last spring that was too. because no, somebody was, had a car i was accident. over i was overloaded but but oh, i was not okay. uh, overloaded this way and again this is i like i i do that i do this to myself right a hashtag i did this to myself um and and i don't necessarily mind um, knowing that the schedule that I come up with is designed for me. It is designed for me to have a degree of accountability to say if, for whatever reason, uh, voluntary or involuntary horizontal time happens in the midst of a day, I need to be prepared to allocate that time somehow, somewhere. Um, and sometimes that happens naturally. Sometimes... Um, you know, sometimes for whatever reason, my office hour at Fredonia is is not like I don't need to do Fredonia stuff. Mm. I've already maybe gotten ahead. 
well, that maybe means that I can do something else in that time that then means that there is nap time, right? So it's all like there is yeah. a degree of flexibility yeah. to it. And sometimes we get SCI emails at two in the morning, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I just uh, okay. I mean, if I were, you know, you've been doing this for a long time, so clearly it works for you. But I just look at that schedule and I'm like, there's never a time to sit and watch a movie. There's never a time to read a book. There, I mean, I know that shit happens, unless I pull it from somewhere or like like the danger with me is like unstructured vacation vacation time that uh-huh. gets super dangerous. That's uh, and, yeah. and I've tried I've tried doing things where I structure vacation time, hmm. but I I don't do it as thoroughly as when I'm in mid semester and I have these things that that need to get done, because I'm like, ah, does this need to get done? <laughs> and that becomes a problem. All um, right. And and so you know it it waxes and wanes in terms of of productivity or in terms of like scheduling, but. Uh, you know, uh, I have found knowing me, uh, speaking of, it was maybe on one of these car rides where I was alone with my thoughts for eight hours. And I'm just like, I'm going to schedule in 10 minute increments. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I know, like, I know for myself that that just doesn't work. Like, yeah. I I have my teaching schedule and I have my workout schedule and I'm trying to make sure that uh, composing happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays because mm-hmm. it absolutely needs to happen. Um, but uh, also, you know, if if there's something that absolutely needs to happen, it's going to eke out of the composing time. It's not going to eke out past 5 o'clock, though. Mm. It's just I, we, we live yeah. different lives. It's fine. Well, and, and I think each of us have, like, the the – the f- uh, the flexibility changes depending upon when like like there there are times where you know SCI time can't can't change this week or you know Fredonia time can't change or adjective time mm-hmm. can't change but something else might be able to compensate yeah. for something we don't um, we don't have so many orders that like Andrew is printing every afternoon for those couple of hours of adjective time we might be what but you better be damn sure if something has to happen during the adjective block that's when that's when the brain is in adjective mode yeah yeah that's that's just that's are we in the adjective block right now we are technically in the sci block right now oh shit sci which means what but but here here again that means we'll get our emails later here again, the degree of flexibility because... Uh, oh, we got our of, emails earlier. Exactly. When I was in the middle of a university senate meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So 10 years from now, the three Doing of less. us... What'd you say? Doing less. <laughs> I think Andrew will be doing less, but not because... Maybe, maybe because... He's tenure track somewhere, but also maybe because we're doing a lot of digital online asynchronous teaching. Mm. I think we have a big opportunity to make that a part of our lives income wise through both adjective and other educational sources that see what a fantastic teacher you are. So you can do less and still be reaching people. I think that is one of the things that you are going to do over the next decade. 
and that will allow virtual me virtual you and i think you can reach a lot more people that way honestly can we just turn you into an avatar <gasps> i mean my students have turned me into a meme plenty of times so uh, hell why not and a tiktok <laughs> <laughs> You're not oh even God. you're not even on TikTok, and yet you're still on TikTok. Although yeah, that was an Instagram reel. How deep wasn't my it? presence goes. I think that was. I an think Instagram it was. Reel. I think it was an Instagram reel. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks behind. Um, <laughs> Rob, I think you are going to raise two terrifyingly intelligent. Tiny feminists. <laughs> We're gonna give you hell in ten years. God, I hope so. But I also think that OU is going to be the place to go get an electronic music education. I Fuck think yeah. I think that's one of the big things. And yeah. I love the freedom to do what I'm going to do next mm-hmm. so that I can dive at some of the unrealistic goals that I have and say everybody catch <laughs> and I didn't I didn't build a I didn't bring a parachute someone so one for me on the way down. Damn it, I thought I was doing less. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I think I think we all have the potential to do uh, some really big things, and I hope that this episode is maybe a time capsule, or maybe we'd be horrified at the age of 49 with what we did in our 30s. But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, when when the uh, sentient robot overlords, you know, allow us to listen to it again, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, oh, thanks man. for putting up with a whole lot of surprises tonight, y'all. That was fun. I like yeah. this episode. You had you each had two faces where you were like, no. <laughs> I wish I had seen this this morning. <laughs> Vulnerability nah. is icky. What's it, what's that what's that line? Uh, oh god, I can't remember it now. From what? Like uh, it was a line. I can't remember if it was from a movie at this point or if it, no, it's got to be from like a TikTok. Wow, you're really um, not helping. Something along the lines of it's not vulnerability, but this idea of like you know uh, uh, exploring your feelings or is icky or something. Yeah, I can't remember. It's hilarious though. It's okay. We're not cutting that. That's staying in. <laughs> I think it should be at the beginning. Exploring your feelings is icky. <laughs> I think we need Pers- maybe it's personal growth. Personal growth is personal- yeah. It's not something. <laughs> I think I think we need to have uh, Andrew Cody do an Elmo voiceover for the beginning. <laughs> Personal growth is icky. (laughs) Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to find out more about adjective new music or lexical tones, please go to our website, www.adjectivenewmusic.com.